Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm your host, I'm David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and every week I sit down with an actor or artist friend, we watch an episode of the classic sitcom The Facts of Life, and then I hit record, we talk about the show and anything and everything else it might inspire us to discuss. My guest this week is Paul Padilla. Back for more. This is part two of two. You should have hopefully already heard last week's episode, which was part one of the season finale of season four, Graduation. And not just Graduation. This is Blair and Joe leaving Eastland. And this is the last episode of the Eastland years of the Facts of Life. This is a big deal right now. (sighs) And as you are going to hear, it's very emotional for me. So I do get a little bit teary and, and I do not apologize. Brene Brown tells me that I should be vulnerable. So here I'm being fucking vulnerable. And if you don't like it, I'll punch your goddamn lights out. So really, no other ground to cover before we actually get into the show, so let's let's just do this, okay? Paul and I watched Season 4, Episode 24, called Graduation, Part 2, and the original air date, as last week, was May 4th, 1983, because it was originally broadcast as a full one-hour special episode. I think we're ready to jump on in. Let's face the facts with Paul Padilla! Well, here we are again, Paul Padilla. And Hello, we, how's everybody doing? <laughs> we are still in our respective locations. I in uh, Florida, Paul in Texas. Paul uh, is wearing his pajamas, you said? I have my pajamas on. I have a Worst Fest t-shirt on, which is our Oktoberfest that we're very proud of here in my hometown. It is the second largest and most popular um, Oktoberfest in the country. Really? Mm-hmm. Ten days of beers yeah. and sausage. A salute to sausage. Wow. Take that. Yeah. Hey, oh, really? <laughs> but um, but it's so funny how I I said last week how it could be all of this weird, this uncertainty. We're not even a week into uh the the theme parks being shut down and all of this. Uh, crazy stuff to do with COVID-19, but that could have definitely played into the fact that I sobbed like a baby at this half of this two-part episode. Me too. Three times I got tears. Uh, I was like, Jesus. And what what, what did you think of the the Reels documentary that just came out? Yeah, I haven't seen all of it. Okay. Somebody, I know somebody who's been posting it online. Yeah. uh, A little bit on the DL, Mm -hmm. but uh, I've seen like three fourths of it. Yeah, it's okay. uh, It's okay. I like it. I think the problem is that we know everything already. We're too smart because we know the show so well. But I did really, I really liked seeing John Lawler and seeing Jenny O'Hara. They are never brought in to talk about. I did not recognize him at all. Oh my God. It wasn't until until halfway through that I realized it was Mr. Parker. I had no idea. Like yeah. I was like, I just thought he was like a writer or something on the show yeah. and the way he no, was talking. Yeah. And then it hit me. Like I was like, wait a second. Like, I mean, wow. I mean, wow. You know, yeah. that's the now, guy Jenny that I. Hera. It's like, oh. we've, we've seen her on other shows. She was on yeah. uh, the Mindy great. project. She was on transparent. Gray's anatomy. She's great. On, you know I mean? She's, yeah, she's no, done some re- 
really good work throughout her life, you know? And, yeah, and no, I, no. And I, yeah, and I, but I, I was interested when she was talking about how she wanted to leave. You mm. know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like, sorry, we're not going to have your character. Like, she was like, y'all, I'm okay if you want to let me go. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was new yeah. information for her to yeah. be like, I, I didn't like where it was going, and I talked to the writers, and she said she sensed some weirdness between her and Charlotte Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's true because there was a kind of a redundancy. Mm-hmm. Why is this it? woman here? Yeah, to yeah. take care of the girls. Yeah, well, I mean, she could have been the straight-laced counterpoint to the permissive Mrs. Garrett. They were already setting that up to be between her and Mr. Bradley. Mr. Bradley was supposed to be the new modern-thinking renegade guy and that very quickly went out the window i wish like mrs garrett could have been in this episode like we're so sorry that you couldn't make it to the graduation david warner but you know what i'll I'm, i'll fly you back because remember mrs garrett was a pilot from season oh yeah one. that's right <laughs> <laughs> yes. she can fly a freaking plane you know yep. um yeah and somebody one of the listeners uh, recently pointed out that uh she drove a cab too yeah in the interview show when she talks, oh. she says, I've always been independent. Before I did this, uh, I left Appleton, Wisconsin. I drove a cab. It was like, what? I need to revisit that show. That's a show I always skip. You know, I've seen it a few times. But uh-huh. I always skip interview it. interview show? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I always kind of skip it in life. But uh, I should probably go back. Because that's, like, actually the episode that I've maybe only seen three times. Every other one I've seen, you know, way too much. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the episode is, this was the second half of an hour-long episode. It's considered season four, episode 24, but as far as broadcast goes, it is episode, it's the second half of episode 23. Yes. Uh, but it was broadcast on May 4th, 1983, directed by Asad Kalada. Linda Marsh and Margie Peters wrote the script with Kimberly Hill. And uh, this this second half, just like I said, uh, it gutted me in a couple of points. That's me probably, too. That's probably being a little over dramatic myself. No, I mean I was sitting there kind of giggling at myself, laughing in you know the, the viewing room in my house. I was like, uh, why yeah. am I crying? I haven't even had breakfast yet. But you know, nope, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so we start the next day in the cafeteria. Tootie and Natalie are bussing tables. Blair and Joe are moping and picking at their food. And I guess Blair and Joe don't help clean up the cafeteria anymore. I guess that that job is ended. I don't know what that's about, but they're not helping. But um, Tootie and Natalie are trying to move people along. Like, come on, it's graduation day. People eat faster. And um, she says this afternoon. And I looked at the food and it didn't look like breakfast. It was kind of weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it was, was it the napkins? I didn't notice. It, no, it was like lunch. It was like chicken and like it was just it wasn't eggs and bacon. Spaghetti for like, breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, guys, we have to get this cleared for graduation this afternoon. And so I looked yeah. at the food and it was like a loin of pork or something. It was like great. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought a late lunch brunch before graduation. I guess I don't know. Exactly. We're feeding yeah. you all the meals now. We have left, we have food that's going to spoil. It's the end of the semester. So Blair and Joe do apologize to Tootie and Natalie for the events of the previous day. We're sorry. We were yelling at our parents, not at you. And so uh, it's making us all tense and everything. And and I will tell you that uh, this this apology that happened, this whole scene of, you know, we're really sorry, guys, mm-hmm. was not in syndication. 
that was new Ooh. to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always that guy because I just watched the syndication episode so much growing up. Uh, so watching it today, I went, oh, yeah, that was new to me. They never apologized in the versions that I used to see on TV. Well, that brings up an interesting point. I'm about to ask you a question, mm -hmm. a, a different question about syndication. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, this apology scene happens. Blair had made a crack about uh, Natalie's diary in the previous fight mm -hmm. in Natalie says, you know, my diary, there'd be hardly anything in it if it wasn't for you guys. Mm -hmm. Tootie says, I want to like do it. So Tootie gets her camera and takes a picture. It's like, oh, oh, is Tootie a photographer again? Really? We've, <laughs> we've so danced around that, but never it, really. It comes, out, it, it comes in the next season as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. So she mm -hmm. gets out her camera. It's a, it's a 126 camera, yeah, no click. flash cube. Yeah. Takes a picture. It's like, that picture's not going to come out. Come on. And yeah. anyway, no flash. Yeah. She does take a picture later also without no. a flash. And I'm she like, takes really horrible guys? pictures. Horrible pictures. Really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they talk about, yeah, so we were sorry about yelling in this and that. So then in comes Mrs. Garrett. She says, all right, girls. I'm really everything. sorry. I'm really sorry to stop you. But, you know, when she says the line about there wouldn't be anything in my diaries if, if it wasn't for you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, that got me emotional today. That yeah. was also not in syndication. That Ew. Mm -hmm. Well, this yeah. is what I'm leading up toward my question to you. So Mrs. Garrett says, let's go, let's get moving. And Blair and Joe are just like, ugh, I'm not looking forward to this. Uh, Joe says, I wish this was already over. And Blair says, I wish we could just go to Vegas and get a quickie graduation. And then... I know for a fact, Paul, when this show was in syndication, that is the end point of the first half of the episode. So we had the fight that ended the previous episode, mm -hmm. and then it dissolved into this scene. I don't remember if there were bits and pieces cut out of it as far as the apology, but mm -hmm. it went on as far as I wish we could go to Vegas, get a quickie graduation. And when Mrs. Mm -hmm. Garrett goes, oh, <laughs> froze. Freeze frame to be continued. And yeah. that's where they ended part one. Does that sound wow. familiar to you? Uh, I suppose. I always remembered it like ending when they had the big fight. I just knew there was a big fight and that was, oh my God, to be continued. Well, that's the obvious yeah. place. That's the yeah. place, of course, that the act break happens. That's the yeah. most obvious place where you'd put it. There's a cliffhanger. Yeah. There. Yeah, and that so I was like, really, editors for syndication? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what did they take? How much did they take out of that first half, or how short did that first half run? Right. That they had to include this, and then um, here is what I'm not used to seeing in the reruns: is uh, Mrs. Garrett then has a line about, well, everything is prepped and ready. And she's calm. Now, everything, she's finally got her, she's got a hold of everything. So she's like, oh, everything is prepped and ready. I'm even occupying Alex. <laughs> and they say, what? She says she's sorting cocktail toothpicks by color. Yes. That's what she had to do. Because Alex is, for all intents and purposes, a special needs child. Oh, like, and yeah, she's pretty. She's real pretty. Now you said she yeah. had the best work ahead of her. What else does she do again? Uh, Sisters, the Seal Award series. Oh, that was a good regular show. on that. That was a good and, show. And a lot of other little stuff around there. Yeah, but that was a good here's show. Here's the deal. This is like a joke we we do at Sleuths, mm -hmm. where it's like uh, there. And this is a character who is, uh, for lack of a better term, simple. And they say, well, uh, sometimes Madeline will just send me off in the corner to alphabetize the M and M's. 
but, but <laughs> before I do it, I, I got to sort them out. So first I got to separate the M's mm-hmm. from the W's. Oh, hilarious. E's and from the threes. <laughs> that's funny. I, that shit is fun. Comedy so, gold right there. That is. I think that's hilarious. Comedy gold. Yeah. Um, so then this point after that, after that toothpick joke about Alex, then Joe gets up and says, well, I got to go shower. And then she and Blair start fighting over who gets to use the bathroom. That is where part two began. So part one ended with Vegas quickie graduation to be continued end theme. Tune in the next day. Beginning of episode was I got to go shower. I got to go shower. Me after school from Catholic school. Grandma handed me a taco. Me in the TV room at my grandma's house. Can't can't wait for part two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So then we have some stuff of Natalie trying to tape record when Blair and Joe fight, and they're like, uh, "Our arguments are inspired. They're works of art. <laughs> you can't just force them." Which was kind of interesting for them to step mm-hmm. back and have this sort of perspective about their frenemy yeah. relationship. Also, didn't remember that in syndication. But just, oh, it yeah. could have been mm-hmm. cut easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then in comes Monica and Jerry. And things are a little bit awkward because last they were fighting and shouting. So uh, we learned that <laughs> uh, instead of the big dinner they were supposed to all have, uh, Monica says, we had dinner at the inn last night at the hotel. And Jerry says, they made her set a place for your father. And she spent the whole evening yelling at the empty chair. <laughs> Which is so funny. And she yeah. starts in again. He is not going to get away with this. And um, Blair has this this great little scenelet with the mother because they're such good actresses. Mm-hmm. Blair actually defends her dad. Mm-hmm. And she says, Mom, look, this may not be the best way, but it's his way. And you have to accept it for what it is. And she turns and says, this is the most important day of your life. Why should you have to accept that for what it is? And Blair says, because if I don't, I'll spend my whole life being angry. And mother, that's no way to live. Mm-hmm. That's a direct quote. And that's and then we have a moment of just pen, of thinking it of a pensive moment. And then it goes to the next scene. I was like, what a interesting way to end that scene with this fondly mm-hmm. moment. And Blair, quite adult, understanding that you know this relationship with my dad is not what I want it to be, but it is something, and I have to accept it and love it for what it is, not what it's not. Yeah, and I, I love that that love the, and I love that the you know down the road uh, I'll have to tell you some of my favorite episodes that maybe I can talk about them, but not. But uh, mm-hmm. but like in uh, there's one where she where he comes back during the edible season and Blair's in charge of the operation and she's trying to, it's a great episode. And then he comes back later, like season seven or so, and he gets indicted. And I mean, but they, they have a relationship that just continues and uh, yeah, uh, she does love him and she knows his, you know, uh, limitations as a dad, but she says she loves him, you know, and I I love that they kept that a thread, you know, true. I do too. Yeah. Yes. So then Joe comes in with her mother talking to Rose. Joe is in her actually in her graduation gown. And uh, she's like, Mom, why don't you go on ahead? And Rose is like, no, I'm going to wait and see just how late he is, because I don't know who he's trying to impress. And <laughs> uh, so it's interesting how the mother is kind of, you know, looking for things to dig into the father about. 
Yeah. Uh, that's kind of awesome. And uh, that's that's a thing that parents, divorced parents, would kind of do. And mm-hmm. not even think twice about concealing that from their kids. And then no. Roy comes, Roy, wearing a shiny lavender, almost pink. It's it's like a pink ladies' jacket from Greece too, or something. <laughs> but I don't know. Ooh, what I want one of those. Yeah. But he's clearly in his. He's like dressed up because it's shiny. There's a sense that he's dressed up, and he has a single flower, a single rose. And there's a fun little exchange where basically he reveals he's here to see Alex. He's not here to see Joe. Mm-hmm. And Joe is elated. She's like, yes. Oh my God, are you gonna date Alex? And he's like, Now, now, I can see the pain on your face. And she's like, No, go, date her, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And his exit line is, Joe, I promise someday you'll forget me. <laughs> no, yeah. you won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he walks into the kitchen door and bumps his face, which is He was always move. so extra, but I just, I liked him, you know? You, you gotta yeah, like there him. there is something appealing about just his optimism and his, because he's not hot. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> that overconfident, you'd be like, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. But the fact that it's like, he's not even, where does he get this confidence? I yeah. want little piece of that just a tiny little piece of that but uh anyway um so then charlie shows up and uh rose says oh where were you how come you're late were you buying lunch for all of new york and in fact charlie says no i was buying this and he hands a box to joe and it's a very expensive pin of some Mm -hmm. sort Mm -hmm. which is weird and rose lays into him again she's like what are you doing trying to show off and be a big shot. Why would you buy something like that for your daughter when you, you need, know she needs money for textbooks? Yeah. Textbooks, yeah. If you want to give her a present for graduation, give her textbooks. Don't give yeah. her a freaking pin. Yeah. Which, I mean, and, true. I mean, I don't really need, I don't, I mean, I guess maybe they, maybe, I don't know. Maybe women wear pins back then or yeah, still, yeah, I don't yeah, know. A brooch? It's like, yeah. <laughs> but Joe says, um, well, this is really nice. It's beautiful, Dad. But, you know, Mom does have a point. And, you know, it's a little too fancy for me. And he says, it's not for you. And he hands it to Rose. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? And it's so interesting. I was just two weeks ago talking about something I wish he had said in the episode about the where they're going to get the money for her to be able to go to Langley. He says, I'm trying to say thank you. Look, it took a lot to send Joe here and mm-hmm. you didn't get any help from me. I wanted to make this weekend special for you. The way I figure, it's your graduation too. Mm-hmm. Which is so nice and so lovely. And I always loved her response. And she just says, Charlie, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And, and foreshadowing, foreshadowing, we do have an upcoming episode where there is a possibility that they're going to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Well, Remember Joe that? thinks so. Yeah, Joe thinks so. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. So, and then they walk out and Rose is all smiles. Mm-hmm. And they have that episode. But then when Joe gets married with her crazy, like, 80s hair, mm-hmm. uh, they, they they sit together and they walk out of the, the church together. And so, you know, I like that they kept them together, even though they're not married. And, yeah. you know, they've just, you know, trying to be parents. And I, I love that they brought people back as yeah. much as possible, you know, every once in a while. You know, I did miss, I wish that, Natalie's mom came back more um, because I always thought she was a great actress. But anyway, but anyway, your note, go for your note. But my note is that this doesn't solve the problem. 
this doesn't solve the problem. The problem is <laughs> he's being a big shot and he's spending too much money. Yeah, she's and like, oh, a problem. Never mind. I, spend, spend all your money. And and we just dealt. It was just two weeks ago. It's not like it was a half a season. It was literally two weeks ago that we went through all this. And he he just sold his car, his beloved '66 mm-hmm. Mustang, in order to scrape the money together. So it's almost. There was not a sense of him being a a big shot that that was the problem before. She yeah. Wanted that, yeah. But. Well, here's my thing. Here's what my fix is. My thing is because it was just two weeks ago we were talking about they didn't have yeah. anything. And he and sold like his I car. Said, and he yeah. sold his car. So for now, for him to be a big shot throwing his money around, it would have been <laughs> it would have been a little bit uh, misleading. Yeah, but in the first half of the show, when we first see him and he offers to pay for dinner for everyone and the you know renting and the hotel mm-hmm. and renting the car, um, it would have been nice for him to say, "Don't worry, Rose, it's taken care of." Yeah, and then finally this time to have her say, "What are you doing?" And he says, "Okay, I didn't want to say it in front of everybody because I didn't want to brag, uh-huh. but I got a big promotion at work." And it came with a bonus. Now he's a runner for a stock brokerage brokerage yes. firm. Uh-huh. Um, I was saying I don't fully understand what a runner is, but I assume he's more like a delivery person. Yeah, back before internet, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to, you know, running things around. Anyhow, mm-hmm. he said that he was already doing well and that he had gotten, uh, he was making good money and feeling secure in his career last time. And he said so with that. And me selling my car, we can probably make it work. Wouldn't it have been nice for this time to him to say, Rose, I got another job and it's a better job. Yeah. They saw the way they liked the way I did all the running and stuff. Well, uh, a courier service hired me and they want me to manage the place. Mm-hmm. They gave me a big bonus. And then he could have even sprung the one additional thing of, so this is a graduation for you. And by the way, we don't have to worry about our daughter's education anymore. That would have been then then that would have earned Rose saying, Charlie, I'm, I'm impressed. impressed. <laughs> Not just with a little pin like, oh, thank you. Yeah, because, again, <laughs> impressed is a weird, weird word. It's like what he said is so beautiful. Probably more appropriate would have been just a simple thank you, Charlie, because yeah. that's really that's your ex-husband saying I was a shitty person and I'm admitting to you that I was a shitty person. Yeah. And people typically don't do that. So to hear those words, uh, you know, if she had just said, thank you, Mm -hmm. that would have been good. Impressed is a little odd. And even if she just said, thank you and riding on the emotion of that, have her say, well, we're not through discussing it, but I do appreciate it. Right. Even that. Well, yeah. I mean, whenever I watched it, I always thought like he is doing this as a gesture. He wanted to make it a celebration, and he's gonna have to pay for it later. Like it's gonna affect him later. As the ex-prisoner who just found himself in a jam and is trying to do better in his life, I, I'm okay with him being selfless. I just hate the perception that he's also reckless. Yeah. I want to believe that Joe, because Joe's dad is not a no good Nick. He's not always in trouble and she needs to bail him out. He is a great father to her throughout the series. And he comes back much more than Rose does. So like, oh, to- totally. Yeah, yeah, With good yeah. reason. Because he and Nancy McKeon are so good together. As an actor, uh, you know, he worked his whole life, his whole 
professional life. Oh, no, life. yeah. I mean, no, Alex Rocco to had work. a great career. Yeah. Absolutely. He's had a yeah. terrific career. And um, and that they brought him back as often as they did is a testament to how good and how he made something of this small character. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then we move on to the next scene, the graduation scene. We're in the lobby of the Eastland Auditorium. We yes. last saw this in the Read No Evil, the book banning yes. episode, and it looks pretty much the same, like only the decor is minor differences. It's clearly the same place. But as a kid, I would get excited when you would see a new place. Like, you're like, oh. like Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, because you just never leave the bedrooms, the, the mm-hmm. kitchen, the, you know, common area. So, yeah, that's 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 impressive. But there's all this mishigas of uh, crazy, of the busy, of things going on. And uh, Bonnie, your hem is down. And Mrs. Garrett starts fixing the hem. And another girl, uh, oh, the one that she told to wear her pumps, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa. Lisa, shoot, Lisa has a heel break on her. Mrs. Garrett's like, I got the glue. And <laughs> She has a kit. She has a she whole has kit. everything. <laughs> Tootie is helping also with that. And um, I kept thinking, but, like, graduations aren't that stressful but i guess no they, you know, yeah oh, i don't even remember so did did you have a big gigantic catered buffet no. after your high school i think i went to ihop after <laughs> yeah i mean it was, this is a private school and we've talked about you know the student body is not as big as we thought it was yeah. so it's like i mean i guess it could be the idea that well since it's a private school it's not like everyone's local so some people are traveling so we want to do i guess it would make sense do you have any memories of your high school graduation i i just recently unearthed uh the videotape of it oh really i don't even have that i there was because our local cable company you know cable was new Mm -hmm. at the time so continental cable vision in brockton massachusetts Mm -hmm. uh taped it and i made a vhs of it and then I did do a digital transfer of it. So Joe is nervous about her speech, this valedictorian speech she's been working on all week. And uh, she's trying to remember it. And she's saying, I can't remember it. And Blair's like, read it. And she's like, my eyes aren't working. Like, it's that bad. Natalie beautifully comes in and says, all right, everything is going great. Everything is coming off without a hitch. At this point, the only thing that can screw up is you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And that I, one actress that's way too over the top should not have been there. Is, she's back. No, Emily, this is a beautiful callback because then she turns to Emily and says, oh, right. Emily, by the way, I got your grandfather a great seat sitting next to Blair's mother. He's having a heck of a time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, Blair's dad didn't show. So uh, Natalie was able to reassign that ticket and close Emily's uh, sub story. Drama. She's I'm on the very, ball. I'm pleased that they included that. Yeah, she's on the ball. Yes. So Blair helps Joe remember her speech. This is where the support and the frenemy stuff comes into play. And she says, didn't it start with something like that? And she's like, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Typically, graduation is a time to look forward, but let's consider how we got here. And I'm probably going to start crying. I was getting teary. Oh, my God. We are. And what happens is (laughs) Joe starts saying She looks at Mrs. Garrett and says, none of us did this alone. And then it goes into some flashback clips. Mm -hmm. And it's the clip of, remember, after she was attacked at the big dance Mm -hmm. and she's hugging crying on Mrs. Garrett's shoulder in the nice dress. We see a quick flashback clip. And then she says, "Uh, uh, there are people who gave us support. 
and then we show uh, a clip of her and Tootie and encouragement, and it shows a clip of her and Natalie. And then she says, and most of all, love from our family and friends. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's when we get the Blair clips. So and the Blair clips <laughs> are the, you know, the one, the one where Blair was the magnificent obsession or whatever it's called. Or the blanket and hugging each other. Because she was so in a bad place, you know, she, oh. and, and that was a really great episode. This is another component that lends itself to, this could be the last episode. We have mm-hmm. a, this is a very short, it's very quick. And the little cutaways are black and white with a sort of pinkish halo around them. It's like this was kind of our chance to say, oh, yeah, we've we've come far. And the thing that um, oh, and she ends it with something along the lines of a debt that cannot be measured or repaid. And what touched me and why I'm crying now and why I started crying when I watched it was because I thought, you know, that it is Joe who came into this series in season two. This really has been. If this was not the Charlotte Ray show in another parallel universe, this was Joe's show. Yeah. It's all about where, as far as the person who has come the farthest, the person who had the greatest things to learn in the journey. And, you know, oh, oh, so what? She wanted to be a nun a few weeks ago. We're just going to forget about that shit. Yeah. So that is just such a lovely, lovely little speech. And the fact that it gives us a chance to look back and, uh, really feel Joe's journey. And it's, uh, I, I love it. It just tugged at my heartstrings. And then um, pretty soon, Pomp and Circumstance starts playing. Mm-hmm. You hear that? That made me cry. <laughs> oh, did it? No, oh, that didn't it make did. me cry. It made me cry because, uh, no, I started thinking about it. I mean, so, I was already crying before that, but mm-hmm. it made me even more emotional because, like, so, so, for some reason, that song. Uh, that you know when you hear it you it's it definitely I, I started thinking like why does this make people feel emotional well it's because it's obviously uh you know uh, yeah. uh, an important uh moment in people's life but yeah it made me it made me sad it made me a little yeah. teary well i didn't i didn't feel that because it's what's coming up next the, what's coming next is what made me so sad and i already described the scene with matthew when we both started crying talking about it but at the oh by the way I count 19 girls I think 19 girls went in ahead of Blair and Joe. <laughs> you totally we talked about them. that Eastland has allegedly 200 students mm-hmm. in season nine. Andy mentions that there are 200 cuties over there. So that means the graduating class should be 50-ish, and uh, I I counted 19 here so the the student body of eastland is still a little nebulous well but at, at least, least there I, were that many as far as i was as wondering that. i was wondering are there no students between p and w like you oh. know poland poland check and warner like they're the last two to go in like you know what yeah, I mean? like, and they're next like, to like, each other <laughs> well, I mean, i'm glad the for the moment i'm glad for the moment i'm glad it happened but yeah, yeah, yeah and joe's yeah. the valedictorian so yeah. she wouldn't even be there she would have been in a different place <laughs> Like, you know, I, I noticed I had forgotten this in my graduation. I think it's like the student council got to walk ahead of the alphabetical thing. So it's yeah, it's it's weird. But we no, no, I give them everything because we get this final Joe and Blair moment. Blair says, this is it. And Joe says, goodbye, high school. And Blair says, no more uniforms. 
And Joe says, no more curfew. Blair says, no more living over the kitchen. Mm. And Joe says, no more. That's it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm crying again. <laughs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they share that moment. And then they walk into the auditorium as pomp and circumstance, the, the graduation music uh, uh, crescendos. And then mm-hmm. we fade to commercial. Beautiful. Beautiful. God, that was everything I could have wanted. Yeah, and if it was, if that was it, if they didn't get renewed, I would have been like, yeah, that was a great totally. series. That was a great, you know, four years. Yeah. Yep. So then we come back from commercial, and we're in the bedroom, and they are packing up their stuff. We're packing up the room. It's more finality, and they're wearing the same clothes. So it's definitely later the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, all the fashion, we have got to talk about. Jo. Oh my God. She's in a skirt. <laughs> well, she's in a skirt, but you would, you would, you know, for a graduation, you would. You would. Yeah, you, you I know? guess. Back, especially back then. Blouse. Nowadays, she could have a nice pantsuit if she wanted. But back then, they probably said you have to wear a skirt. Yeah. You know. Man, but yeah. she's in a pink blouse. She is wearing heels, clearly, because she and Blair are both taller. But <laughs> she is wearing a tan print skirt that's got dark colored leaves on it, like black or brown and then like a burgundy color. She and still has a ponytail, like, right? Does she have a ponytail? She still has, has a ponytail. ponytail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, well, why, why put on the skirt if you're going to have a ponytail? We that's talked like. about before mixing your seasons. That's a thing the show has made the mistake <laughs> of doing before. This tan with these darker leaves on it and like a burgundy color, it's clearly autumn. Mm-hmm. But this bright, almost fluorescent pink blouse, they just do not work together. Not mm-hmm. even in the, in the 1980s context. They're just wrong. The others all look fine for what they are. They're fine. They're, they're not really oh, fitted well, but, oh, you know, it's the that, 80s. That Blair would let Joe wear that. I do mm-hmm. not. It's one thing to say, well, Joe's not. She's a tomboy. She doesn't know how to dress pretty with a skirt. It's like, no. Blair would say, you are not leaving this room. Right. Without changing that. So I'm, I'm sorry. That's a costuming fail right there. But uh, everything else is really nice. Blair, did you notice she's packing up her New Yorker poster? Okay, I was going to talk to you. I need, I, I, that's something I, I, I need to have in my life. I need to have that poster and I'm sure frame it nicely. I'm sure I can find it, right? Like, Well, I not have... that one because it burned up when uh, Edna's Edibles burned down. Well, no, but I mean just a replica. Like I said, that poster is going to go with her to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Edibles and over and not over our heads it does burn up but even in the episode and i think it's james brendlinger is the one that brought that to my attention that that poster does travel with blair yeah. and 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 we actually see it burned when they're cleaning up the debris after the yep. fire at yep. and his edibles mm-hmm. so, awesome now um tootie and natalie are uh, oh, oh oh and the the, the carnival tigers there not yeah. wearing a sombrero, but the I was wondering. I there. saw the tiger and I thought, okay, but where's the sombrero? Because yeah. you always mention the damn sombrero, which I thought was hilarious. But, well, yeah. the sombrero and I think the tiger pretty much went away all this season. Over, when I was obsessing over the sombrero tiger, I did look ahead. And I feel like I did do a quick pass of season four. And all I do remember is the sombrero is never there. And the tiger is sometimes there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the tiger is is here now, but yeah, no sombreros. Hopefully, they're they burned them or threw them away or said why are they here and get rid of them. 
And Joe is packing. Since I just recently packed last week, I know that so you just want to get rid of some shit. But Joe is packing her dartboard. I know. Oh, yeah. She is, has her box and her dartboard next to the box. So she's taking yeah. her dartboard with her. And I was Did like, we ever oh, see her play that dartboard? No. 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 And it's like, it's just like get rid of it. Get rid of it. I got it's rid another of another tomboy stuff. thing for yeah. Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tootie and Natalie are like, well. Next year, Tootie's like, next year I'm going to spread my wings and put posters of Michael Jackson all over here. And Natalie's like, which bed do you want? And Blair and Joe are like, uh, guys, they're not even cold yet. And I have to say, it's like, oh, are you you two planning to steal a van again? Because <laughs> I is that where is the debt? The, the premise, the conceit of the show right now is that they're still theoretically paying off the debt of refinishing the floors. Right. I'm like, are they still paying it off? And how did Blair and Joe get off the hook for that? Just because they graduated? That doesn't mean they don't owe the debt. So it was just kind of weird. It's like Natalie and Tootie should be moving into the dorms next year. Which which they do. I mean, I think briefly before they come to end as edibles. Yeah. No, that's the thing that they talk about is that um, in the, the first episode of the next season, they talk about they were separated. And oh. uh, and one has to be with uh, another person. And yeah, it's yeah. Thing. I don't remember that. But my big thing is that it's like you're not necessarily going to be there next year, next season. I hope you're not there. And you too should be like, we get to be back in the dorms. We get to live with our other friends now and other girls that we go to school with. It's but they don't want to. They don't. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, true, it's, I guess it's a private room. It's yeah. they could they could hang on to it. They probably should. Um, so then in comes Mrs. Garrett and Mrs. Garrett has two wrapped gifts and these are some lovely, this is where, okay, we got Joe in her little flashbacks before the commercial to -hmm. make you cry. Now we are letting Charlotte Ray rip your heart out of your rib cage Mm -hmm. and just tear it up and crush. She is so good in this scene. Joe opens up her gift and she's like, it's a rock. And there's kind of a joke about it's just a rock. It's a rock. And she's like, well, turn it over and look at it. And she turns it over. And it's one of those rocks with the hollow cavity lined with crystals. And we had one in, in my home in my home growing up. And yeah, yeah. we had one. We were, I, were they a thing in the 70s? I don't know. But uh, they, we had one. they were fairly yeah. new in the 80s. This was a fairly new thing. Do you remember? Yeah. You, you probably haven't been in town long enough. Do you remember when Church Street Station was all shops? There was an entire store that was all geodes. That's what it is. It's called the geode, G-E-O-D-E. Mm-hmm. Well, they have one in Old Town, actually. I have, oh, do I, they? I, yeah, I, I think I went to Old Town twice in my life, but I did go a couple weeks ago. Okay. That's in the uh, wonderful town of Kissimmee. Kissimmee. But, I mean, my mom was Kissimmee. visiting for a long time, and I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. So <laughs> let's just go to Old Town. So we're like, oh, look, there's a, there's a rock shop. Yeah, um, but, that might be um, the same owners because I mean, yeah, the station yeah. is not mm-hmm. it's not. Shop. And they are they are beautiful, you know. We, they are gorgeous. Yeah, they were. But I but I, I like I liked how she said, you know, there's a hard surface on the outside, but when you look inside, there's so much going on. And yeah. So that was nice. She delivers it beautifully. Mm-hmm. So then Blair opens up her gift, and <laughs> it's a lovely Afghan, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she says, oh, this is beautiful. And so Blair says, well, there must be some story behind it, meaning we just had this beautiful moment. Yeah. With Joe. And she says, well, I thought the style would be becoming. And she's like, <laughs> and? And Mrs. Garrett says, I thought it would bring out the green and gold flecks in your eyes. That's Which they bring back a lot through the series. They've the said that before. Mm-hmm. And Blair's like, and? Yeah. 
and Mrs. Garrett's like, and keep I you warm. Keep you warm. <laughs> and she's like, that's it. <laughs> and Joe is like Blair, Blair. like yeah, you're being so ungracious and, and Blair's like you got your rock yeah I love that delivery well you got your rock Boyle rich it's, girl. but it's 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 classic Blair you know and it's hilarious it was funny and know. then she says what about my parable what about parable. my or in my inner self <laughs> and Mrs. Garrett says you don't need me to tell you about it and then we get one of those slow zoom-ins as she says mm-hmm. this, so it's like really meaningful. She says, Blair, I can't think of any other girl in this school who has grown as much as you have. You've matured. You're sensitive and caring, and I feel lucky to have you as my friend. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm crying again. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yep, yep, uh, yep. It was a, such a good written, so well-written and like mm-hmm. you said, if that was it for the series, I would have been happy. You yeah. Know? But, uh, so we end it on uh, a hug. Tootie takes another picture without a flash. Boy, is she going to be really upset when she brings oh, that oh, packet yeah. of, and, okay, of first of all, the, 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 She takes the picture, but their heads are all down because they're hugging. So you basically you just yeah, see the top of their head. Not a good picture. Um, no. But, you know, when you go back to – if you go forward – just to go back a second, if you go forward to uh, Charlotte Ray's final episode on uh, Facts of Life, she does the same thing where she talks to all the girls about what they've mm-hmm. taught her. And she, when she gets to Blair, she's, she, she actually says, Blair, and she goes, give me a minute. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Blair always gets the short end of the stick. You know what I mean? But, but, then, nice. but then she rallies and she gets it. And she always, obviously mm-hmm. says something profound and great. But yeah, that, yeah. That, that's something that happens later. Um, so then after Mrs. Garrett leaves, oh, she does say the people I hired to clean up after the big banquet are, are going to be, you know, they, I need to go get them busy and working. So she leaves. So then the girls have a sort of, we, we sort of build into tearful stuff. I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying not to get too microscopic here. It pretty much ends with them saying, look, we just got to make sure that we stay together. And mm-hmm. Tootie is crying and saying, How? And Natalie, all of them, tearful, Natalie says, you just have to do it because it's important. Mm-hmm. And then in comes Mrs. Garrett. Girls, duty, <laughs> Natalie. She's still having a bad day, Mrs. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> it never ends. And she says, um, there was a fuck up and the cleanup crew thinks it's next week and they're not coming. I could really use a hand. I know school is officially over, but please, would you help? And Tootie and Natalie, without thinking, are like, nah, of course, we'll help you. They take their aprons, because they keep their aprons in the bedroom. I, <laughs> yeah, not I never thought kitchen. about that. I never thought okay. about that, but you're right. They're right so there they go. So off they go, and Blair and Joe are kind of standing there like, well, what the fuck are we, chop liver? Mm-hmm. And they say, what, you don't want our help? And Mrs. Garrett says, well, I couldn't imagine. I didn't, you know, this is your graduation. I'm not asking you to work. And they're like, hey, come on. And 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 even Natalie's like, hey, if they're willing to help, let them chip, chip in. Jesus. So they put on their aprons as well. And Blair and Joe, again, without any coercion, were just like, no, we're going to do this. So Mrs. Garrett uh has sort of the final it's nice having the whole team back again the fact that they're gonna have one last <laughs> cleanup yes one last effort group effort and work together again is so sweet 
And then our final punchline is Blair says, oh, Mrs. Garrett, why do I get the feeling we're all going to be working for you forever? Mm-hmm. Talk about your foreshadowing. Foreshadowing into my favorite time at the Venables. <laughs> yep. And I look forward to them. You and yeah. Matthew paint me as this horrible <laughs> judgmental queen that thinks Edna's edibles are shit under my feet. Yeah. I'm not saying they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that the premise, I have difficult, uh, I, I it doesn't logistically gel. Mm-hmm. Getting Tootie and Natalie in the shop, living under the same roof, back in a fucking bedroom situation with four beds. I completely room. bought it. I completely you are was so happy. I completely was so You're happy that they figured it out. <laughs> I'm taking my Seinfeld boys. You're adults. Blair could buy a house. And I absolutely loved the fact. I think I always said it was my inner fat kid coming out. I loved the croissants. I loved the food. I loved seeing the quiches. I mean, I would buy croissants and quiches. I loved it all. I thought it was great. Uh, I cannot wait to delve into that. I, I am looking forward to it because I, like I said, I haven't watched them in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I just, my memory of when I was younger was that I didn't enjoy them as much, but we, Hey, right now the, the path before us is clear. And, uh, as, as we take a moment, Paul, to look ahead, mm-hmm. let us all stop and think about those who brought us here. That we are at the end of season four now. We are yeah. at the end of the Eastland years. And I cannot believe that I, that slash we, have done all these episodes. 79 episodes. I am so impressed. I am so impressed. You have been so diligent. <laughs> you, you, does it matter if you have to be remote or you have to Skype <laughs> or if you have to have somebody at work on their break trying to eat a sandwich? You're, you're trying to get. It done. I did. I, yeah. I just. I'm getting. I'm getting gorilla about this stuff. But yeah. uh, that was me searching for a compliment. That was me actually saying it's. Uh, I'm. I'm impressed that so many of you and all the other. Uh, people in the community, my friends, my coworkers, uh, my peers have all uh, come and do the show that I've I've been able to bring people into this and let some people reminisce, let some people discover it anew. It's it's crazy to think that, like I said, the show that I consider to be my facts of life is really this is it. We're we're at the end. Yeah, and you know you're so fortunate. We are both so fortunate to. Uh, have so many wonderful creative artists that in in our lives because of our job, because of uh, what we do for a living. Uh, I am, I love to listen to everybody's perspectives and everybody's memories and it's great. And so you're, you're very fortunate uh, to have all these people uh, on the podcast. So I, I continue to listen. I am very honored to be able to chat with you about it. It's my obsession. And like I always said, uh, when I listen to the podcast, it's like I'm listening to my friends who have the same obsession that I did. And growing up, there was nobody else that did. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. No, it's that's what I want this to be. I yeah. want this to be like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So at uh, at this uh, end, this end of a chapter. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm glad we were able to schedule this. Not that we don't have a lot of time on our hands right now, yeah. but. 
I'm really wow. happy we were able to connect and I was able to have you on as uh, as one of my all-star guests. It was very fitting. And now, of course, next week we start season five. Matthew is going to be back. And yes. Oh, he's going to be I'm, I'm going to have to like I'm going to have to put an anchor around his ankles. He's going to be <laughs> jumping around the room. He's going to be so excited that we're starting Edna's Edibles. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to listen. And I just uh, I just simply adore you, David Almeida. And oh. I'm quite glad you're in my life. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I adore I, uh, you too, Paul Padilla. And I, I love that you're in my life. And I'm sorry we're not geographically close anymore. But that's what Skype is for. So yeah. we'll make it happen. Just like Absolutely. Blair, Joe, Tootie, and Natalie. Absolutely. As as uh, as they said, you know, you just have to make it happen. You have to do it. it because it's important. It's important. So thank you, my darling. I love you dearly, smooches. And love you too. Time. Bye. All right. Bye. And there you have it. That was Paul Padilla. And that was the end of an era. Okay, I need to stop being so oh, the end of the Eastland years. I'm 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 being really really fixated on this. This is a clearly I I have issues with this, but anyhow, I'm so glad I was able to grab Paul. And as I said earlier, it really sucks that I wasn't actually able to say goodbye to him in person. So I hope to get together with him when he's back in Florida, if he's back in Florida this year, depending on how work and isolation and pandemic issues go as we continue down this path. A couple of things before I send you on your way, though. First of all, the person who wrote me the note that reminded me of Charlotte Ray saying she drove a cab in the interview show, which is later on at the, I think it's the end of season six. Um, I still can't find that note. I've had this problem before where I was like, where is the note? I swear somebody posted a video on Facebook, but anyhow... I feel like it was a male fan, whoever you are. Please write me another note, say hi, show yourself to me, because I cannot find it. But uh, I do thank you for bringing that to my attention, that Mrs. Garrett had yet one more career to add to the ever-growing pile. Next is um, somebody was making me aware of the seasons. I, I recently reported about uh, the Roku channel having new seasons. Well, Roku channel still does have seasons three to six. And so I happened to be over there and I noticed that this episode, the graduation episode, is broken up into two. So you do get that uh, episode break that I was talking about, where at the end of the first part is the Blair comment about going to Vegas for the quickie graduation. And then we go into the next episode. So if you really, really care about it, and you probably don't, you can actually see the episode break that Paul and I were discussing on the Roku channel, where, as I said, you can get seasons three through six there. Uh, Sony Crackle has changed its roster. So at one time they had earlier seasons, but right now it looks like Sony Crackle has season six and seven only. So at the moment to watch the upcoming episodes in season five, we're going to need to stick to the Roku channel. And of course, our good old friend, dailymotion.com. I have said it before, I've said it again, I don't understand why they can't just find a home on one of the major streaming services, why Prime or Netflix or Hulu can't just put all of them up there. I, I don't know why. Please, write to your Congress people. We can affect change. Now, other bit of information. 
I pointed out there were only 19 or 20 graduates actually there in the lobby heading into the auditorium. Uh, one thing I forgot, I was thinking, well, it's a school of 200 girls and, you know, therefore a quarter of them would be seniors. So it should be about 50. I forget. Eastland is not just a high school. It's also a middle school. If you think of it, Tootie and Molly in season one were the babies. Tootie was playing 12 and Molly was actually 11. So let's assume that they were both playing 12. And that's actually a little young to be in seventh grade. So to say that Eastland is a middle and high school, grades seven through 12, then we have six years worth of students. And if you take 200 and divide it by six, that means that they would have had about 30 to 35 kids in each class. So it's it's coming a little bit closer to what it ought to be. Anyhow, that's all just really minute, silly obsessive details, and I probably need to let that shit go. Anywho, that's all that I've got for uh, post-show comments. Uh, Just lastly, before I send you on your way, I just want to say I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're staying safe and staying sane during this, God, pandemic. Isn't it weird to use that word in the present tense? Like, it's, it's actively going on right now. It is so bizarre, and it's just a strange time. We will get through this keep the faith. I'm, I am so very grateful that with my downtime, I can still be putting out shows. It was just so easy to switch things over to Skype. That was, it's amazing. We are so lucky to live in this time where while we're keeping to ourselves, we have the technology to be able to connect with others. So if you do need that in your life, please take advantage of everything that's at your disposal uh, while keeping apart and keeping safe. I am so very, very thankful and honored that you listen to this show and that you've given me your time and attention, and I look forward to keeping doing this, and I hope you'll keep on listening. I am, I'm really, truly, deeply honored. So, next week, here we go with Edna's Edibles. I'm going to be watching Season 5, Episode 1, called Brave New World, Part 1, and I'm going to be joined by none other than MVP guest Matthew Arter. And he, of course, will be bringing all kinds of history and trivia and other fun tidbits to ease us into the fifth season of our show. And I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun, even if we're not able to do it while sitting in the same room. So you can watch the episode for free on the Roku channel and on DailyMotion.com. I'll be putting a link in the show notes. And that's really all for now. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. And remember... The facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, David Almeida. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, video, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Follow the show on social media. We're everywhere under the handle FaceTheFactsPod. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash FaceTheFactsPod. And don't forget, go to your favorite podcatchers and subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts. <laughs>